This is Chargers Unleashed Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan Wolfenstein and Jake Hatton. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bull Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, it's nine o'clock Saturday, August thirteenth. Wake up. Grab your espresso, grab your coffee, grab your kombucha, your vitamin water. In my case, <laughs> it's an energy drink. I thought you were going for a beer. <laughs> I'm no. I, I do have a little bit of, of a moral compass to me. But preseason or not, Dan, we've finally made it to the first Chargers game of the season. Jake, say it with me. Football, Football is, is back. back. Chargers Unleashed. Listeners, viewers, welcome to the show, guys. We are live. We have a football game to talk about today. Chargers versus Rams preseason week one. So much to talk about. Uh, I don't know if folks saw it. We do have a giveaway that we're going to be giving out at the middle of the show. So stay tuned for that one. So I will say this. I hope folks are studied up on their history of Chargers Unleashed. I'll give you a little bit of a clue of what the... Uh, giveaway is going to be, but great show today. We're going to kind of go through what to look for, storyline, some of the players we're looking forward to watching this week, specifically game one. Uh, Jake, before we forget, over under how many times I squeal today because Chargers football is back. I'll be in SoFi. Will I lose my voice? Over under 47 times I squeal like this <laughs> at the game. I mean, for my sake, I hope you don't squeal that much because. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Uh, so I'll pound the under. <laughs> I'll pound the under on that one. But uh, to Dan's point, let's pay the bills. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props and futures head on over to bet online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet using the promo code believe 50 that's b-l-e-a-v-5-0 to receive your first 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts jake we got friends and family already in the chat let's go ahead and give them quick shout outs here richie lloyd bolt up football is back baby we've got alex sandoval bolt up david i think he's mentioning this to both of us nice seeing you at camp you too my friend uh let's go through these oh herbalist yo let's go bolt up jorge believes and agreed with me that it was in fact a beer that you were holding up <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people did like yo jake's getting started today Craig Smith is saying, try the ZOA fruit punch. It's a rock so, energy drink. Yes. The ZOA energy drink for anybody that has not had it, it's actually very, very good. And Craig will probably be pissed at me because I was, when I was at the grocery store this morning, looking at what energy drink I was going to get, look, I'm partial to watermelon, which is why I chose this one, but it was literally between that and the ZOA blueberry. <laughs> and so Craig's probably going to be like, bro, you chose wrong. I understand, but can't knock my watermelon, dude. This episode is brought to you by ZOA blueberry. <laughs> Uh, Craig Smith, oh yeah, go Bolts, by the way. Jorge Rodriguez helping us out. Believe 50, that's right. Go to bed online, use the code BELIEVE50 
to save from Bet Online. Herbalist, how many rushing attempts does Xander Horvath get over under 8.5 attempts? Before you answer, Jake, give your questions in the comments. Go ahead and text us at 31032, and we'll go ahead and answer your questions live or in the comments as we go through this episode. We are going to get into the fullback position. So, Herbalist, hold your tongue there. We'll totally answer that question. Jake, all right. So, we're going to go through the positions. We're going to go through kind of what's exciting, what we're going to look for. But to kind of set the stage, preseason, week one, lots of players are playing. Also, lots of players are not playing. You're not going to see a Justin Herbert. You're not going to see it. Obviously, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Keenan Allen. Like, a lot of these guys are not playing, which I'm so okay with. Um, overall, what are you looking for today? Like, what should we be eyeing when we're looking at it? Like, obviously, the final score doesn't matter. Coach doesn't care about the final score. He wants to get people reps. You heard Staley talk about, like, this is where we get to judge folks who haven't yet proven themselves. And so, like, what should we look for as we're watching this game? I mean, outside of specific position battles, Dan, as a whole, I mean, like you said, there's there are going to be a good handful of guys that are not going to play this game. I think Staley alluded to that during his press conference this week when he basically said, you know, if if we know who you are or as far as your roster spot goes, you know, you're probably not going to be playing. So all the big names that you're expecting to see out there, offense, defense, you're probably not going to see them. So what does that do? That gives a great opportunity for a lot of these depth pieces. And Dan, this is what we've been talking about uh, most of this preseason already is just the Chargers seem like they finally have great depth behind some of their top-notch pieces. So especially for you're looking at guys in the draft, other possible free agent agent, uh, people that have been brought in, um, undrafted guys, guys that have been making a lot of noise during camp, i.e. the Raheem Lanes, the, the Lloyds, you know, you name it, this is this is their time to shine. The Jamal Davises, I could keep going on and on, and we will throughout this show, but these are the guys that you really want to look out for. So it's ro- it's it's roster spot battle at this point. And for and for these young guys, you now only get three opportunities. So what are you gonna do when you're out there? Make the most of the reps you get, regardless of how many they are. Make the most of the reps. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of these young guys today. Yeah, looks like Xander Horvath is someone a lot of folks are excited to see. Zandy, Zaddy, Zaddy Horvath about to go off, says Jorge Rodriguez, and also talks about the running back battle going to be something good to watch as well. Sam Frieden, ZJ77, Sawyer Pipkins, and Norton on the line is going to be good to watch for. We will obviously get into the offensive line. So, Jake, let's just kind of start it off then. Let's go right into kind of the, the positions that we're looking forward to. Jorge talked about it. Running back position. We obviously know Austin Eckler's that dude. Nothing to worry about with him. After that, though, there's probably two or three spots up for grabs. You've got Joshua Kelly, who's been a standout so far at camp. People have talked about his progression and his improvements in the offseason compared to last year. He's gained weight. He's got more size, more speed. You've got Letty Brown. You've got Kevin Marks. You've got Larry Roundtree. This is going to be a position that you're going to finally be able to see like them getting tackled. Can they break tackles? How are they looking in terms of vision? Jake, I think running back two, three, possibly four spot are all up for grabs. Do you see any one of these guys kind of separating themselves? Like, what are you looking for from this group? 
So first off, I'd be interested to see like if you base anything off of the unofficial depth chart that was released this week. So it went Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller. Obviously, that's not going to be the depth chart when it comes to season one or season one, <laughs> regular season game one. Um, <laughs> but if you were to pick any one of those guys outside of Isaiah Spiller that I feel has separated themselves, not necessarily by much, it's probably been Joshua Kelly in practice. And again, we're not talking about a wide margin here, but Joshua Kelly, especially listening to him yesterday during his press conference and talking about all the offseason work that he's done to better his technique, to better his body, came into camp looking bitter, bit, uh, bigger, is in better shape than he was a year ago. You know, I, I would be interested to see how this goes. So you may actually see Joshua Kelly starting this game, and I'll be interested to see when they actually decide to put Spiller in there. You haven't really seen that much from Kevin Marks or Larry Roundtree as of yet. So we'll see how their time is split throughout the game. But, you know, if we can already pencil in Isaiah Spiller essentially as the RB2, let's see who's going to take over this uh, RB3 spot. And again, I'm one of the people that have said, I don't think that you need to carry more than, than three running backs on the active roster. So make it a tight battle. Make it a tight competition bef- between these remaining four guys. Yeah, we're, we've all seen Isaiah Spiller at camp, and he looks as advertised. He's got a nice like smoothness to him, calmness. His first jab step is incredible. Um, you see a lot of work that he brings on special teams, which honestly, a lot of these guys are also vying for work on special teams too, so look for that as well. Um, that could also be a telltale sign. Obviously, they need to run, but pass protection, special teams, like those are the things that get you a roster spot on this team when it's this deep. Uh, but next one, Jake, let's go to it. People talked about it. Zaddy himself. <laughs> Xander Horvath, a fullback position. Hell, we don't even know if there's going to be a fullback on this roster because we have so many. There will be a fullback on this roster. Yes, but who is it going to be? Like, do we, are we going to have a Xander Horvath? Are we going to have Gabe Neighbors? Is it going to be Gerald Everett? Is it going to be Larry Roundtree? Like, there's a ton of guys who are going to fit that bill, along with some of the tight ends as well. Um, Xander Horvath ripped the guys shredded, obviously. Everyone talks about how physical he is at Purdue. We see him already. Like, I don't necessarily know if I'm like looking forward to it in terms of like how much of an impact it's going to have on the team. But I'm more just like, okay, we finally get to see this guy knock some dudes over. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting when you go back to Xander Horvath's college career when um, uh, when he was when he was out of Purdue. You know, he was more of just the straight running back style, even though he had that fullback aspect to him. He was much more of just like an overall tailback. So, but the good thing is, Dan, what we've already seen from him in camp is that he's very capable of catching the ball out of the field, not afraid to hit people when he's out there. Um, And as Daniel Popper alluded to in his article, what's really going to come down to this when you're watching this between Gabe Neighbors and Xander Horvath is the special teams play. And what is that going to look like? And always for some of these, these, I don't want to say abstract, but uh, positions like this, as far as the fullback goes, when you talk about tight battles, special teams is the difference maker at the end of the day when it comes down to it. So what's that going to look like? Gabe Neighbors obviously has the advantage because he's been in this system a lot longer than Xander is. We know uh, how close he is with Justin Herbert, but there's a reason why the Chargers went out, albeit in the seventh round that the Chargers went out and drafted Xander Horvath. You saw what happened last year with Steven Anderson essentially taking over that fullback halfback spot because there was more things that you could do with them versatility that you brought into that position another added element that you could give this offense 
And I think just from an athletic standpoint, from a versatility standpoint, I think as we go through these first three preseason games, Xander Horvath is going to display the versatility that he has, and that's going to what's really add the bang for the buck in the offense. I agree. I agree. Jake, we talked about running backs. I didn't even mention this. Obviously, we talked about the giveaway that we're going to be doing here in a bit for folks live on the show. We also have an Isaiah Spiller signed mini helmet giveaway it's right here. Uh, it's on our Twitter account. Go ahead and you can do it on Twitter or on Instagram. But essentially, go ahead and hit the follow and subscribe and or tag a friend, depending on if you are on Instagram or on Twitter. And you get a chance to win the Isaiah Spiller signed mini helmet who just turned 21, finally can drink. Uh, something other than non-alcoholic beverages. Uh, I believe we are announcing the winner of that on the 16th. So go ahead and enter for your chance to win that one as well. Um, Jake, a question came in here about, are we going to see the old Joshua Kelly? Now, I want I want to touch on this for a second. And, and this, a, this is a good question because the old Joshua Kelly, depending on how far back you want to go, if we're going to last year, fumble issues, confidence issues didn't really get to see the field and really didn't show much impact. You know, you remember the goal line fumble that everyone was just like gutted by. Uh, he was asked about this by Matt money Smith and Chris Harry on the latest chargers weekly about kind of what it's like to kind of get through that and what he's gone through this off season. And he kind of alluded to the idea that like he, he needs to, he, he acknowledged the fact that that mistake or those mistakes got to him more than they should have. And he took this offseason to kind of get his mind right, to kind of get his body right, and to focus all of his energy on being the best Joshua Kelly he can be. And he bulked up, and he's working on kind of using that mistake, quote-unquote, as fuel. Talked about, like, hey, even the Tom Brady's throw interceptions. Now, is he as good as Tom Brady? Obviously not. But he's kind of talking to the fact that people make mistakes. It doesn't define you. So I do think that he has grown both physically and mentally. So... I don't know. I don't think we're going to see the old Joshua Kelly mentally. And I hope that physically with kind of this new physique that he's got and kind of this new offensive line, got the new running back kind of competition. I think with, I think he's going to look good. I mean, he's looked good so far, but it's a question to look for. Would you agree? 100%. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I get it because you go back to his, his rookie season and then through those first couple weeks, there were really, really good flashes of Joshua Kelly in, during his first year in the league. I was a big fan of him coming out of UCLA as far as bringing him in as a running back three at that time behind Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. But you've seen the ups and downs, as you mentioned, Dan, the fumble issues that he's gone through, the lack of just overall visibility that he's had on the field as far as where to run. And when you hear these comments, it just seems like, a new Josh Kelly. So I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Jorge in the comments here. No, you're not going to see the old Josh Kelly. You're going to see the new Josh Kelly, I would think. So this is a perfect opportunity for him to really separate himself from the rest of the pack. If, if everything that he's done been training for, and these comments that he had yesterday are, or excuse me on Thursday are true. Yep. Uh, reality check comes in here first, gives us with the bros. And then also says, Josh Kelly, I was down on, but I'm willing to take a chance after that interview. Jake, I, I don't know. Did you get a, did you listen to, I know he had I the did. press conference. I did. He had the interview with Matt money and it was good just to hear him. Uh, ref I mean, he, he's always been positive. Everyone loves his smile. It's infectious, but to hear him kind of use that as a learning experience, I think was something that I wasn't expecting. And 
It was Sam Frieden actually talked about this in a comment here. You can hear Eckler's influence in how he speaks now, which is a good point, to be honest. Eckler has talked about like needing somebody to step up and needing kind of that like perspective and, and that fight and competition. And so it's kind of cool to see this running back group kind of come together. They talk about it like, yes, it's a competition, but they're all friends and they're trying to get better. So fullback, running back, that whole thing's going to be fun. They get to finally hit people and get hit. Show us if they can break tackles, show us their moves, et cetera, as well as special teams. Moving on, Jake. This is going to be an interesting one. So skill positions, <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to see, but there's going to be a lot of comments. This is going to be one of those things where like Chargers fans are going to have to like temper their expectations and um, recognize that like one play, one series, one game, it, it doesn't define your narrative or their narratives. Like there's a lot to kind of unpack with this, but so far we've seen Deandre Carter ball out. We've seen Michael Bandy really stand out. He arguably had one of the best catches of the entire camp so far. And then Joe Reed has kind of seen a little bit, a little bit of play of action. And he's kind of made some, I've seen a couple touchdowns. He's had uh, fade routes. So this you know, I'm not really concerned about like the, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, I'm not going to see them really. And, and Josh Palmer, I'm really not even concerned with either. And Guyton, I'm not really concerned with, concerned, quote unquote, with. But I'm curious to see this group specifically. Because this trio, they're obviously wide receivers. They obviously can play special teams. And they're kind of all battling for that same spot, mold, archetype of player. Obviously, DeAndre Carter, he's in. But if there's going to be another one, that's going to be where this is going to be exciting. So watch out for these names on special teams, as a gunner, as returner, obviously as a wide receiver, jet sweeps, you name it. That's where you're going to see if these guys can make a team. Yeah, Dan, to me, this this all comes down to, is the Chargers going to keep six wide receivers or five? And two of these guys that you have up on the screen is going to be the main storyline for that possible six position between Joe Reed and Michael Bandy. And as you alluded to, special teams is going to be huge for these guys. And as we have noted during training camp, Michael Bandy has gotten a lot more reps in the special teams drills than Joe Reed. And again, that's surprising now, two years in a row, that we have seen this, especially given Joe Reed's resume going all the way back to his time in college and what he was able to do on special teams. And trust me, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Joe Reed. I'm glad he's back healthy. I'm glad that he had a very nice uh, mini camp earlier this year. And again, as you mentioned, he's he's had his moments, probably not as much as Carter ba- and Bandy, but he's had his moments. So with the likelihood that you're not going to see Keenan Allen or Mike Williams in the game tonight, What's the rest of this wide receiver group going to do? What's the most of these opportunities that they're going to make over these next three weeks? And if yes, as much as I'm excited to see DeAndre Carter play in an actual game, I mean, the guy has there's there is an argument to be made out there right now that DeAndre Carter is not wide receiver five. He's wide receiver four with the way that he's looked out there in camp. So to me, absolutely. Yes. To me, it's two guys that I'm really focused on as we get more into the later part of the game. And that's uh, that's Bandy and Reed. Show me what they can do. Yep. Yeah, Herbalist. Love what I'm seeing and hearing out of Carter. I just hope the best for Joe Reed. I'd hate to see him leave the squad. I agree. Uh, Herbalist, Joe Reed, he's hoping, here's hoping you can show out. Uh, a reality check comes in, Jake. 
Fanny got practice squad written all over him this year. We are too deep. Now, we I don't it's think not it's not from a, it's not from a lack of play, but if the exactly. Chargers don't end up keeping six receivers, then I I fully agree with you on that. Yep. But it's definitely not from a lack of play that he has practice squad written all over him. I agree. I agree. Um all right, let's go to the next one, Jake. Offensive line. This has been one of the biggest storylines all offseason. And the Chargers, you know, they kind of uh, went all in with their existing squad when it comes down to Trey Pipkins, Storm Norton. We've heard all offseason, you know, how much improved they are and the Duke Manyweather and comments and all that kind of stuff. Like, we've heard all that. Um, today, though, we get to see these guys go up against other players on other teams and quite literally fighting for their job. One of these guys is going to be a starter. One of these guys is not. Storm Norton, Trey Pipkins. You might even see like Jamari Sawyer out there. You might see him obviously at guard. Oh, you will. You, you, you'll, you'll see a lot of things on offensive line. But I think this specifically, Storm, Storm, Storm Norton versus Trey Pipkins as the kind of the right tackle battle. And unfairly, Jake, I think this is the hard part. One play can make or break one of these players' entire season. And it's, it's unfortunate. Like, as an, offensive, as an offensive lineman, you can go 39 for 40 on pass protection, and 39 of them are great. One of them, you get beat, and that's the highlight reel. Yep. And so it's unfortunate, it's hard, and you know the coaching staff take that, takes that into account. Oh, this is going to be tough. I think... Personally, I know it's kind of neck and neck. I think Pipkins would probably get it if it started today. Are you are you nervous about this? I'm not I'm not nervous about this because look, here's something that we need to temper our expectations on if we're talking specifically about the right tackle position. What has been noted and alluded to by guys like Daniel Popper, by the coaching staff, is that this position at right tackle, as far as the battle goes, we really are not going to know who's going to be the starter until just before the regular season. Because if you go by what they've done during training camp practices, they have alternated Norton and Pipkins on who gets the first team reps every other day. It sounds like that's the exact same thing that's going to happen here over the next three weeks of the preseason games. If you look at the unofficial depth chart, it looks like Storm Norton is going to get the first team reps today. The Pipkins will come in after him. And then next week, you'll see the exact opposite, where you'll see Pipkins take the first team reps, and then Norton will follow. But I truly believe that this is going to be a big-time question mark all the way up until the regular season. Unless, Dan, unless there is a handful of either positive or negative plays that could really just show show their cards in that circumstance. So right tackle, let's just ride this wave over the next three weeks because nothing is going to be solidified here until really just before the regular season. But other guys that you were talking about there, Dan, in, ter- in terms of the uh, the offensive line goes, if we're, you know, you, you mentioned the Salars, you mentioned the uh, Brandon Hymases of, of the world. Um, other guys, Foster Sorrell, who is the most likely backup for Rashawn Slater rest now. Yes, you said we'll clap. Dan, we've seen some good reps in training camp from Ryan Hunter for crying out loud. So I'll be interested to see what the second and third team offensive alignment are going to do out there. And again, in a, in a position traditionally that the Chargers have not had very good depth pieces, let's see what these guys can do. I, who do you think is going to be left tackle today? 
There's a question came in. Uh, let's see if I can find it real fast. Uh, Reality Check asked the question, who's starting left tackle tonight? It wouldn't surprise me if it's Foster Surreal because that's what it is on the depth chart. Um, I think as the game goes on, maybe you see Hymas switch over to that spot, even though he's more predominantly on, on the right side. You know, Trey Pipkins is always your emergency swing tackle, essentially, but I still think that they're going to predominantly put him at the right spot. Um, Zach Bailey's also on the depth chart at, under the, the left tackle designation. So, you know, it, it could be a multitude of people, but I would think if Rajon Slater's not playing today, then it's then it would probably be Foster Sorrell would be the first man up. Yep. All right. We are closing in on the Chargers Unleashed giveaway that we're going to be doing here. Let's do it after the next group of positions. Um, and just as a quick preview, we're going to be giving away LAFB t-shirt of choice. Go to the LAFB shop. Of course, if you don't win, use the code Unleashed, save 25%. You can get the fourth and Staley. You can get the I'm not effing tired by Joey Bosa. You can get the 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 rally towel that you can bring to SoFi. And what's the one you're wearing, Dan? Uh, oh, you can get the cold beer hot take hot takes cold beer, which I honestly think we might have to look out for Jake later on this afternoon. By the time we get to the football game, I wonder how many of these he's going to have. Is he going to have more hot takes or more cold beer? We'll find out. That should that should be that should be the new line on Bet Online to bet on. <laughs> Over or under ten by the time the game rolls around, and you can you can decide if you want it to be hot takes or cold beer. <laughs> I, hey, I have a nice Saturday plan. What can I say? Aside yep. from the game, I have a very nice as, Saturday plan, as you should. And the newest addition to the LAFB merch is going to be the quote unquote uh, paid actor that you see so much on social media. But we did a little fun thing with it. Put some lightning bolts in the quotes and put a nice huge lightning bolt in the word paid. We're all paid actors at this point. You saw it at training camp. Let's bring it to SoFi. Let's have some fun. The winner of the giveaway is going to get their shirt of choice. We'll go ahead and announce that here in a second. Uh, Jake, let's move on to the next position, okay? Defensive line. And I de- By the way, we did see some comments here about questions on the offensive tackle. We'll get to that in a second. Um, we all know, obviously, that we have issues... <laughs> or had issues, excuse me, at the defensive line, specifically run. They went out and got Sebastian Joseph today, Austin Johnson. We know that narrative. Currently, and again, it's by Chargers communication, so take it a grain of salt, but I believe they have Tillery over Morgan Fox as a quote-unquote defensive end. I don't see that happening. No. And then you've also got Fahoko in there, who's been balling out during camp. I think he had a pick six already. Defense is for Mahoko. Yes, I think he did. Um, which do you remember, you remember him like rumbling? That was Gaziano. That was Gaziano. Was it? That's what I was like. Mahoko <laughs> had a pick. No, it was Gaziano. All right, well, we're seeing the big guys get yeah. touchdowns. All right, that means that we're seeing something good. So overall, defensive line again, similar to the running backs. This is where we're going to see them actually being able to be physical against another team, able to make tackles, able to push the pocket, or able to go in pursuit. Who knows? Tillery's playing for his roster spot, quite literally. Fahoko, quite literally. Morgan Fox, I think, is safe. I'm not worried about it. But I think Fahoko, Covington, Tillery, Merrill, Gaziano, all those guys, the defensive line interior is going to be something that, again, if you like, if you see one of them get like a huge, whatever, tackle for a loss, force fumble, sack, that's a big deal for defensive linemen. And so for guys like Tillery, who like everyone feels like they have 
something out for him. Like if he goes out and shuts everybody up, like it's gonna be a big day. So defensive line, I would say interior defensive line is a big one. Yeah, 100%, Dan. Um, what is Jerry Tillery going to do with these opportunities that he's had? Because we've we've heard the comments now. When we've been there at practice, it hasn't really been a lot to say about Jerry Tillery up until this point. And a lot of people have speculated that there is a good chance, given the new acquisitions on this defensive line, given essentially that you brought in four new faces, and that's including, including Tito with a draft pick, and with the other young guys that you have behind him and Brandon Fajoko, Christian, Christian Covington, Forrest Merrill, where does Jerry Tirley fit into this, this whole mixture? Can he separate himself? Because Fajoko has just looked spectacular through, through training camp thus far. I think that was the one, one of the issues that I had, even though I know it's unofficial depth chart. I looked at that and I said, why is, why is Brendan Fajoko behind Christian Covington right now? I know it's unofficial and I know... It's, you know, probably a veteran getting the benefit of the doubt. I love, I love the way that Tyler Shun from Get Guilty as Charge actually spoke about it because he literally took the words out of my mouth. He's like, he's like, and now we're going to see all the overreactions. I'm not going to overreact to this depth chart. And what is Christian Covington doing over Brandon Fajoko? I literally thought that exact same thing. But Dan, this is, this is, has, this is a revamped defensive line essentially in just one season. And... What what are these what are these young guys going to do when they have this much time to make a name for themselves? I don't see any way how you can keep Brennan Fajoko off this roster. I just don't. When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, regardless what happens between today and the end of the preseason, I do not see any way that you can keep him off the roster, given what he did for you in the run game last year and what he's already showed out in training camp this year. Forrest Merrill, that's close to my heart. I really like Forrest Merrill. Bowling ball 66. Bowling ball 66. Um, I would love to see him get a little bit more time as well because he's made some some sporadic noise in training camp as well. So, you know, this will, this will be an interesting one to watch for. Um, and I, I'm excited for this because this is one of those positions where there's just so much depth and so much competition behind it. And when we're talking about literally possibly the difference of one roster spot and three or four guys duking it out for one, it's going to, it's going to make it interesting. I agree. hundred percent agree. Uh, lots of comments here about the defensive tackle spot. Uh, some folks are high on others. Some folks are very low on a one Jerry Tillery. Uh, and again, like if we're being, critical and for being honest there is reason to be critical of jerry tillery he has not lived up to that first round hype now look you can say sure he hasn't been in the same system for more than a few years and sure he had a ton of snaps last year in a position he wasn't ready for and sure it's a new system and no like i'm sorry but at defensive tackle interdefensive line like there's only so many things that can change for you before like you have to step up you just have to like you're in your literally you're in your fourth year. Not going to pick up. They didn't pick up the fifth year option. It's, 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 it's time. Um, speaking of Tyler Shoon, guilty as charged guys, Tyler, thank you so much. Gave us 10 bucks for good luck this season uh, on YouTube. Guys, go ahead and donate. If you'd like to get your super stickers, whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called at this point, uh, but thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. Good luck to you guys as well. Uh, Jake, I went all the way through the offense and I forgot one position. And this is kind of a fun one. So let's get to tight end in a second, Jake. 
but before we get to that, let's just kind of fly through some of these comments because they're actually pretty funny. Uh, Herbalist, Fahoko going to light up tonight. Bull up, bolt up, excuse me. Reality check, vote no on prop tillery. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Uh, Nate B, I've heard nothing but bad things about tillery through camp. I generally don't understand why he hasn't been traded or cut. Look, I, I think regardless of where things stand right now in training camp, I think the writing is almost in permanent ink that's on the wall right now for Jerry Tiller. We know he didn't pick up his fifth-year option. We heard the, the comments from Brandon Staley during mandatory minicamp as far as his thought process. Remember, Tillery didn't show up for a little portion of, of minicamp as well. So, And couple that with how the play has gone through training camp thus far, Again, unless something drastically changes here over the next three weeks, I, I, I think it's I think it's right. The writing is on the wall. Personally, I agree. Um, Sam Freed, by the way, Jake, current winner of the two tickets to the Chargers Rams preseason game today. Enjoy, Sam, Sam. Congratulations. Enjoy. Great seats. I think you're in the 300 level. Um, have some fun tonight. Uh, first beer is on you if I see you. <laughs> um, Jake, should we do a giveaway before we get to the tight ends? Let's do it. All right, Chargers Unleashed LAFB giveaway. We told you about it before. We're doing a giveaway for folks who are live on the show. We told you you probably should know a little bit or two about the history of Chargers Unleashed. Uh, so, Jake, would you like to do the honors of asking the question, or would you like me to? Please do, Dan. Please do. All right, so, again, for a LAFB merchandise T-shirt of your choice, again, you guys can DM, DM us after you win if you win, uh, the question to win First person to answer it in the comments, first person to answer in the comments will win the shirt. Who was the first special guest on Chargers Unleashed? Who was the first special guest on Chargers Unleashed? Friend of the show. Everybody's and, opening up another window right now on YouTube. Just That's okay. Which let's, one is let's it? See how, <laughs> let's, see how fast those, let's see how fast those Twitter fingers are. Um, we'll let folks do some digging, figure it out. Jake, let's go to the tight ends. Yeah. Obviously, Gerald Everett, Donald Parham. I'm not sure how much we're going to see from those guys today. But after that, there's a whole bunch of dudes fighting for a roster spot. And it's kind of hard to see other folks making it other than obviously McKitty. Let's say you. Well, Dan, if we're, if we're taking what Daniel Popper said, into his latest article, which should be the truth, because obviously we know how often he's out there and his copious notes that he's taken. Obviously, with Donald Parham going down last week, thankfully, it doesn't look like it's anything serious. You're probably not going to see him tonight because he's still dealing with a hamstring issue. Uh, Popper also said that he doesn't expect Gerald Everett or Trey McKitty, as, as McKitty is still working his way back from minor injuries. So what does that mean? You're going to see a lot of Campmore, Cromenhoek, uh, Sage Sherratt, that's going to be the bulk of your tight ends so so far or tonight, and make it interesting because Cam Moyer, when he's gotten his opportunities in camp, Dan, he's actually shown out pretty nice. So, if the Chargers do end up keeping a four, fourth tight end, I truly don't believe that they will, given the talent that you have at one, two, three. But give these guys an opportunity to shine. Let's see what they can do. So. Again, nothing nothing huge to look for from the tight end position, but as far as these young guys, and more specifically from Camp Moyer, because he's the one of the you know guys that are battling for a roster spot, I think that he's shown out the, the best so far out of this group. I'd like to see what he can do. 
Jake, so far, tons of comments, tons of guesses on who has been who was the first guest. All good, all good guesses on Chargers Unleashed. We got every single one of these ones Austin are people Eckler, that we have had. Chicken Parm, Donald mm-hmm. Parham. We got Austin Eckler again. We've got Donald Parham again. We got Matt Money Smith, Chris Harry. T twenty two says none of them are right. Popper. James Wagner, friend of the show. Hey, guys, bolt up and why not say it? Let's ride! Yes, by the way, Coach Staley said it first. Just going to put that out there. Hope everyone in Chargers Nation is well. And finally, dear God, it's game day. Amen. Great show. Thank you, guys. Jake, I think we have a winner. How about that? I think you have a winner. And this winner has won <laughs> it's a good, two. It's a good, it's a good day for it's you. A, it's a good day for Sam Frieden. Yesterday wins the Chargers-Rams preseason game. Today correctly guesses, quote-unquote, guesses the first guess of Chargers Unleashed. It was the one and only Trevor Sikama, friend of the show. Uh, great stuff. Sam, you win again. You already know our DM details. So DM us your information as well as which shirt you like, what size, color, whatever. And we will get that over to you. Congratulations. Do you think he can go three for three? Like whatever the, whatever the next giveaway is. Like if he gets a third one, I'll be like, dang, he needs to go to the casino. <laughs> something, dude. There's there there would be there's there's obviously something then messed up in the progressive slots of Chargers Unleashed. Clearly. Clearly. All right. So Jake, let's get back to it. Uh we talk about defensive line. Um, some of these guys just make us wish that we had more time or more energy or more dedication, if we're being quite honest, uh, to the gym routines. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> no question. Damon Lloyd, Jamal Davis, and generally speaking, kind of that like ed, like outside linebacker or linebacker situation. Um, I can't wait to see these guys. You've seen Damon Lloyd, Jake, just ball out. Like, I'm not, that's not hyperbole. Like, he's actually balled out so far during training camp. You've seen his name splash everywhere. You've got Jamal Davis also balling out, and dude's a freaking specimen. Uh, this is going to be fun. And I think because of the Kenneth Murray slash Drew Tranquil unknowns, there's kind of this opening that we're kind of seeing happen where one of these guys could very well make the squad. Now, there's probably a better chance that they are both on the practice squad, but like, there's a good chance one of these guys makes the team. Watching these two, we saw a one Kaiser White kind of light it up last last night. Should they light it up? He had an interception. Uh, <sighs> That's I was just going to mention that because the new four four Jamal Davis is wearing forty four, and immediately yeah. my mind just went to Kaiser White. And I know what he did last night in the Eagles game, and that could be the reason that I drink my first alcoholic beverage today. What do you say to that? Hey, every time if every time we see a 4-4 make a play today and you drink, and if you get buzzed, like that's a great day. <laughs> but overall, like this, this is going to be fun. This is going to be the first time, like the running backs we talked about. They can finally hit somebody, they can finally tackle somebody, they can finally get a sack, and they can finish something. And this is again one of those positions where one play, one play can get these guys on the squad. And so these guys, Jake, in my opinion, are one of them are on one of the most volatile positions where like they can get it. If they get a, a splash play or two, like that might be their ticket. Yeah. Uh, th- this is going to be an interesting battle, Dan, when you talk about it, I, I think that it's, 
it may be more of an opportunity for Damon Lloyd to make this team, given his how he's come out in training camp thus far. And as you had mentioned, the injuries that are taking place at the inside linebacker position, thankfully we get Drew Tranquil back late in this week in practice. Kenneth Murray obviously still coming back from his injury, but Nick Neiman and Amon are both battling injuries as well. So Damon Lloyd is going to have a prime opportunity tonight alongside the likes of, of Troy Reader. And, uh, and Popper said that he does expect Kyle Van Oy to play in this game. So I'll be interested to see how long, what capacity, and what that looks like. Obviously, when you're probably going to be putting him more at the inside linebacker position than you would be at edge. But Damon Lloyd has a prime opportunity here to continue this vast role that he's been on in training camp because he's been fast, physical, looks great in coverage. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. And then Jamal Davis that you have up here, Dan, it's like, you know what the weird part about it is? This picture just doesn't actually do it justice. If you've ever gotten a chance to look at Jamal Davis <laughs> 10 feet from you, the dude is just like a jacked beanstalk. He really is. And when we're, when we're talking about a another position that has some flex as far as are you going to keep four edge rushers or are you going to keep five? And um, I know who was it. Uh, uh, was it Ty Campbell that, that wasn't practicing this week? So I think he's dealing with another injury. So this is a prime opportunity for Jamal Davis, who also has been impressing during camp as well, to get some get some good reps under his belt. Um, what is Chris Rump going to look like in, in year two? Now that we know that he's put in a lot more weight, Joey Bosa alluded to it. He's no longer... What is it? What did he say? He's no longer a uh, a stream bean. He's an, he's an asparagus. asparagus. Yeah, he's an asparagus now. So let's see what he does. Because uh, again, we shouldn't expect to see Joey Bosa or Khalil Mack out there in this game. So these guys that are fighting for possibly the fifth edge rusher spot, I'm excited. And and these and and Jamal Davis and Damon Lloyd are are two guys in their respective positions that I am really excited to uh, to see them play. Herbalist. Puts a comment. Who shows out more in pass rushing? Is it going to be Hillary, Fox, Davis, or String Bean? I mean, Chris Rump. Obviously, he meant Hillary, not Hillary. <laughs> uh, and Chris Rump also is something that's been kind of a storyline. Like, he's, he's come out bigger. He's talked about, and I think Joey Bosa even alluded to it, he's more physical. I think the defensive line coach talked about being able to kind of feel his presence more than we did a year ago. So, Jake, question. Who shows out more in pass rushing? Fox, Davis, or Chris Rumpf? I think it has to be either. Well, it's got to be Fox or Chris Rumpf. Yeah, I, I would I would pick between those two. Honestly, I would. Reality check. Lloyd is a sleeper to make the roster. I agree. He's kind of been like the darling of camp so far. Him and DeAndre Carter, I would say, are the two. Um, he's making it damn hard to stay off the roster. Uh, James Wagner comes in with a conspiracy theory, though of interest. Derwin James Holden, perhaps intentional for the development of Nazir. Crazy, but hey. Do you buy the conspiracy theory? Jake might be frozen, so he might not be buying anything. Um, I'll answer that while Jake comes back. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's a conspiracy theory. But I will say, like, I do think that there is kind of a secret handshake in the background going on where if he already has a deal in play, then, you know, maybe they're like, you know what? Screw it. Like, we don't need you out there. We don't need you risking getting hurt. We've seen that happen before. We trust you. You're going through walkthroughs. Like, it's fine. 
Don't worry about it. Well, let, let's put it out there. I don't know. Right after preseason. Like, why not? Cause none of us really think we need to see him come back. Um, but we do need to see Jake come back. I have no idea where Jake went. Hopefully he comes back soon. If not, we're going solo me and you the rest of the time. Um, so Derwin can hold out all preseason show up week one. I don't care. Reality check. I would agree with you. I don't necessarily think we need to see anything from Derwin James at all. I know we had a bunch of new players and we have a bunch of new, you know, scheme and everything going on with all the different, you know, defensive linemen coming in. We've got linebackers, we've got safety. Like I don't like the team is looking just fine without Derwin James right now in terms of how much pressure and how much, you know, impact we've seen so far. Uh, in training camp. So imagine what that would look like with an added Derwin James. So moving on, praying for Jake, for Jake Hefner right now. I'm hoping he can come back. We'll see. Uh, this is live TV folks. Okay. So corners and safeties. Let's go with the corners first. Uh, there's a ton of guys that for the first time, it feels like for the first time chargers fans, are finally able to see a Chargers secondary with depth. Like, it feels so good to be able to see Chargers secondary show this much depth where we can actually have a competition of who can come in faster, the secondary or Jake Hefner. Jake, welcome back. What can you say about live TV? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I paused myself. I intentionally disconnected my internet and I went out to go get that first libation of the day. Trust me, it's going to be coming a lot faster now. I guarantee it. There Uh, we go. So so I apologize if I was in mid sentence (laughs) going back to James Wagner's question, Dan, you probably, you know, take the, take the washcloth. You could wipe the sweat off your brow. I'm back. I'm so uh, back. I have no idea what the hell you just said over the last 45 seconds or so. But all <laughs> I was saying in terms of the, the Nasser Adderley, J- Derwin James development aspects, uh, no. Uh, re- respectfully, I love James Wagner, but Nasir Adderley's development has been by his own accord. And he's been doing a great job on it. Um, and outside of me going to get a drink, Dan, what the hell have you been talking about? <laughs> we have moved on to the second day. We're looking at corners now. Uh, so I think this is a big one. We talked about how excited we are to see the depth finally show up. And we're seeing those guys actually show out at camp so far. We look for that to continue. So guys like Jazir Taylor, Dean Leonard, Brandon Sebastian, Keeman Hall, Tavon Campbell. You know, all, all of these guys are fighting for that back end of the secondary roster. You already have a J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., you got Michael Davis, got Bryce Callahan. Like, it's already four guys locked and loaded. Don't have to worry about. We're now looking at CB5-6 as the guys that are going to be looking to kind of showcase talent. Jazir Taylor has been looking really good in the slot. Dean Leonard looks like he belongs, has gotten physical. You've seen him go up against Mike Williams, seen him go up against Keenan Allen. He looks like he belongs. Yes, he's gotten beat, but he's also a rookie. But he's not intimidated by folks. Keenan Hall... And Tavon Campbell, they're kind of, they're used to this team. They've been here. Um, again, like people want to give them flack for, you know, some of the poor play. But again, like they were expected to come in and go from CB4-5 to all of a sudden be your CB2. And that's not really uh, sustainable. And you saw it last year, like in the Vikings game, they just got absolutely torched. Uh, so overall, secondary depth, huge, 
huge and it's going to be important. And I can't wait to see this all four quarters. We get to see the corners on display. Another one of those positions, though, one interception by one of these guys, one dropped interception, one broken coverage can be the difference between making the roster and you're on a different squad or you're in practice squad. Yeah, Dan, I mean, as far as if we're just singling out the cornerbacks here, you mentioned Jasir Taylor, Dean Leonard, it really is going to come down to how many total defensive backs are you going to keep on this roster? When we went through our 53-man projection, we didn't see them keeping any more than 10 total, five corners, five safeties. Now, when you look at the way that this cornerback group has showed out, and hell, even the safety group, if you're starting to think of like guys like Raheem Lane that has yeah. even really come onto this team. Shown on the screen now. How many defensive backs are you really going to keep? Because you've seen really good stuff from Dean Leonard, from Jasir Taylor. Keeman Hall is in that mix as well, as far as trying to make it, get that last roster spot. Um, you know, Alohi Gilman, Dan, was a guy who we didn't have on our final 53, but with the time that Mark Webb was out, he actually was making plays here and there. Again, nothing like substantial and consistency goes, but I thought he did a nice job of taking those opportunities because I think that he knows that he's on, uh, he's battling for a roster spot currently. And again, as you had mentioned, and, and as we have mentioned with other positions here, special teams is going to be so crucial. It's going to be so crucial for these guys when you're talking about young guys back into the roster. What's the difference that you're going to make outside of your defensive plays, the plays that you're going to make in special teams coverage? It's going to be interesting. And, and we've heard Brandon Staley talk about it a lot where you know there's corners and safeties, but it's really just like secondary defensive backs in general. And so, like, yes, you can kind of lump like safeties into one bucket and corners in another, but I don't think Staley really sees it that way. Um, so, yeah, Raheem Lane has shown out. So far, like he's been a bright spot in camp so far. Um, JT Woods, I think folks talked about like things were going a little quick for him, but he's kind of starting to kind of come to his own, which you would probably expect from a rookie. Um, JT Woods just has like the sheer athleticism and the raw talent where if he could put it together and he could be on the field with Anazir Adderley and Derwin James, like that's going to be insane. It is interesting though, Jake, kind of going to the corner side, like Jazir Taylor, Dean Leonard, Brandon Sebastian, Keeman Hall, Tavon Campbell. Like there's so many guys, but uh, like of that group, I think you got to say it's Dean Leonard. I think it's it's tough because you've got Tavon Campbell, Keeman Hall, who they're NFL players. They've played in the NFL. They've had some up and downs, but they, they're here. And then you've got Dean Leonard, Jazir Taylor. Maybe the question is like, which one of those would you trust more? Like, would oh. you trust? Like, would you trust like the the rookie with potential, who's kind of shown out, but it hasn't been on the big stage yet, or would you trust the guys who have been in the system, who have played real NFL meaningful snaps, maybe haven't played the greatest, but like have that experience? Like, which one of those would you want? Well, then you kind of have to. You kind of have to ride that line between where one side you have, what have you done for me lately? And then basically everything back to being square at square one. So if you look at Cayman Hall, yes, he's got more experience than the likes of Dean Leonard and Jasir Taylor. But when we're talking about actual playing time, we know what that looked like for Cayman Hall. So big question for him is, has he made an adjustments to his play? What improvements are we going to see outside of training camp in a real live game? And then for guys like Dean Leonard and Jasir Taylor, the reason to really be so excited here is that 
both of these guys between the two of them are can excel in different corner spots. Dean Leonard is going to excel on the outside yes. as as long as he keeps progressing and moving forward. Jasir Taylor, because of his speed, he's been essentially the next slot guy behind Bryce Callahan. Which and, that's take. Where, and that's where his bread and butter is. And again, when you're talking about how much versatility that you have in this secondary roster, if we're just talking about cornerback specific, look what one thing in adding J.C. Jackson does. It adds so much versatility to Asante Samuel's position. Yes, what are you going to do with Mike Davis essentially being slotted in as your CB4 now? You bring in the likes of Bryce Callahan, who has the slot situation on lock right now. And then you have these other versatile pieces to, to spring around them. And your secondary group all of a sudden is extremely talented with speed and size and, and hopefully physicality as well. So again, it's, it's going to be a battle for this last spot. And, and again, it really comes down to how many are you going to keep? And if at the least, let's make it a tough cut. I would love to see all three of these guys go out and perform well. Make I think that's, the cuts tough. I think that's what I'm most looking forward to, though, is like last year, I think we've seen a lot of people kind of talk about it. There's been some rumblings where like folks were kind of provided like the de facto spot. And I think that was because of lack of depth the Chargers team had last year. This year, like I, it looks to me that this coaching staff is like, F it. Whoever is the best player at that position, like you're going to have to win it on talent. Like, I don't care how long you've been here, i.e. Jerry Tillery. I don't care if you've been in the NFL, i.e. Tavon Campbell, keep it hall. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the best players are going to win. We, screw how much we paid. Screw how much the, you know, what draft pick you are. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, these guys are literally playing for their jobs. And they're friends on the field, but they're also, com- like, competitors, weirdly, on the field as well. So, uh, safeties, corners, I think, in general, uh, is going to be a fun one. And I think that's going to be something that you can see a lot of like, you know, there's only so much we're going to see from the tight end battle, you know, but the secondary is going to be out there all game and whether or not they throw to them, you could still look at film to see how they go up against wide receivers, how they go up in special teams. Are they able to do, are they able to cover? Are they able to press? You know, who knows? Um, so corners, safeties, big one. Uh, question came in Jake uh, from James Wagner. Kind of an interesting one. We didn't talk about the quarterback battle because obviously you know who our QB we don't one need is. To. <laughs> we don't, I don't think it even matters who QB two and three is because they're both going to stay on the roster. But the question came in specifically about if for whatever reason, I'm paraphrasing here, <clears throat> James Wagner asked the question, if for whatever reason, Justin Herbert is not playing. Do we have a dude at quarterback that can kind of, orchestrate a game-winning drive. He talked about like the, you know, Easton resurgence. Coach talked about the development he's had. You heard him on an interview recently and kind of showing what he does from day to day. Do you have belief in either of those two quarterbacks to go out and manage, possibly win a game for you? Honestly. How how do I, how do I phrase this (laughs) properly? Good luck. Absolutely. Fucking not. <laughs> what can I what can I say? Look, there is 
in, in terms of the actual question here that James is asking, and I know that there are there is a camp of people that believe that Easton Stick should be the number two guy as far as this quarterback position goes. I'm personally of the belief that I think that Chase Daniel, especially just for a guy, whatever you want to say about his career, his stats, everything like that, it, it, that's all well and good. And it's valid. But as a guy who's had, who's been in the league that much, who has seen that much, whether it means that he's got a clipboard on his hand or he's been getting starting reps, for Justin Herbert, I thought that was crucial for him coming in in the way that he did. If we remember going back all the way to 2020 in that type of a fashion, I think that was critical in his development. And I personally think that he's taken to that and he's learned a lot from that. Now, Easton Stick, I see the advantages that he has over, over Chase Daniel. I remember that preseason game when Easton Stick got loose and ran all the way to the end zone. It looked great. But there has nothing that has been shown for me in training camp that Easton Stick is, is that dude, personally. Now, I'm also of the belief that I don't believe that the Chargers should go into this season keeping three cornerbacks or quarterbacks, especially when you have this many guys battling it out for roster spots. But everything that we've read from Coach Staley, it seems like, and much like the 53-man predictions have gone, that we're going to see all three of these guys end up making this roster. Maybe it is a long-term development standpoint to build stick up to that point of becoming a reliable backup for whenever Chase Daniel is either no longer in this roster or walks away from the game, whatever it may be. Maybe that is the long-term plan. I don't know. But as far as what you've seen from camp, let's just say we'll see what happens when you're going up against a team other than your own. Yes. Um, <laughs> folks loved your response, by the way. Um, I, I will say, I will say, I, I would agree. So Sam puts out a quite about a, a comment here. If our run game takes a step forward, we could probably win with Chase for a couple games. Not happening in the playoffs, though. I agree. I think if the Chargers have a game manager at quarterback, I think they can get away with it based on talent alone on the defensive offensive side of the ball, quarterback aside. Can they go all the way? Absolutely not. Like, we're all on the same boat. Like, if, if Justin Herbert is out, if Justin Herbert is out, like, there's no point in us talking about Super Bowls like it but I think we all know that so I think the, the bigger question here is like of the two guys who do you trust more and personally I think I trust Easton Stick less than I do Chase Daniel like I see given what the team I think would need from that position to win without Justin Herbert I think Chase Daniel gives them kind of that calmness gives them that like the the experience and the game manager stuff that Easton sure. Stick just doesn't have yet. Sure. So that that's who I'm going with. But again, like I, I don't even want to think about that because that's not fun. Um, we're wrapping up the Chargers Unleashed live show, getting ready for week one preseason. Man, it feels so good to say the Chargers football is back. Um, <sighs> let's get into kind of maybe some predictions or so, what people think we're going to see today. Uh, folks in the sure. comments in the chat, give us your predictions, things that you either want to see or we'll see today in preseason game number one. We'll go ahead and kind of rapid fire, put them up on the screen as we go through. Um, Jake, is there anything that you think that we can be surprised about in terms of like storylines or things that we've not even talked about 
that like can also like bam. Like I know we, we didn't specifically talk about Otito. Like defensive line in general, like they can show up. Like I yeah. But outside of kind of what we've talked about, like is there a storyline or is there something that can kind of come out of left field all of a sudden like bam, like Chargers news goes crazy that we didn't discuss. You know, I would probably say you have the most potential of this to happen in the running back position. We have not heard much from Letty Brown or Kevin Marks throughout this entire training camp. Great point. And as we get later on into the game and they start handling more of the reps, you would like to see something from them that just makes you say, wow. With the way that Letty Brown and Kevin Marks have been hyped up as undrafted free agents and what they did during their college days, again, they're essentially just in a log jam and in an unfortunate spot, given the fact that there's three or four guys ahead of them on the depth chart. So whether it's on this team or another team that they're just trying to make good film tape for, I would like to see something from one of those two guys because honestly, haven't seen much in training camp and that would be a nice surprise. Question came in, Jake. How many roster spots go to cornerback and safety as you guys see it right now? I think we talked about it. I think the magic number was 10. So we got that, six that's, and four. that's normally... How it goes, it just depends on how you want to split it. Do, do, do you end up keeping 11? But again, if you keep 11, that means that you subtract from one other spot, most likely on the defense. Again, And you can't might, subtract a linebacker. You, you just you, can't. You can't afford that right now. But again, here's my point of why you should only keep two quarterbacks because it gives you more flexibility elsewhere. <laughs> but, you know, that's just me. Um I still say it's going to be 10 at the end of the day. However, the Chargers want to split that is that's where it's really going to um, become interesting. So, if it's real, me, so if, real quick. So real quick, because you got Mike Davis, obviously. Yep, you yep. got Asante Samuel, that's two. JC Jackson, Jackson three, Bryce Callahan. Bryce Callahan, that's four. Derwin Jasir James, Taylor. Five, real quick, Der- Derwin James, five. Nazir Adderley, six. That's, and then obviously JT Woods, seven. You got three more, three more slots. Alohi Gilman, Jasir Taylor, Dean Leonard. Did I even say Mark Webb in there? No. Boom. I personally think that Mark Webb should have the advantage here. <laughs> Given the fact that, that, that Brandon Staley has talked about their expectations that they had for him last year. Now, unfortunately, he's been hit with the injury bug again. <sighs> Thankfully, he came back to practice this week. So I would love to see a lot more from him. And again, we talk about these these guys in the defensive backfield, what's really going to separate them, Dan, it's going to come down to special teams. And if you were to point at any one person for that, you kind of have to give the nudge a little bit to Alohi Gilman as it relates to the special teams. If we're just talking about the safety battle, me personally, if I was to separate my 10, given with what we've seen from training camp, I'd say you keep four safeties and you keep six cornerbacks. But it's just four safeties. There's no way you're keeping Alohi Gilman. Over Mark Webb, if he's healthy, no, I wouldn't because Mark Webb, I think, is is just a much more versatile chess. I think it's going to be eleven. Secondary. I think it's. I think it's going to be. I think it has to be eleven, and they figure out where that gets taken away from on another position. But like, look at look at how many guys there are. Like, I think I personally, Mark Webb should make the team. Then you got the six guys we already talked about, and then Jazir Taylor, Dean Leonard, both those guys are fighting for it. I don't know. Um, I don't think Alohi Gilman, if it was me personally, I don't think Alohi Gilman fits the mold of what Brandon State is looking for. When you look at him compared to uh, Mark Webb, compared to a JT Woods, compared to Nazir Adderley, compared to Derwin James, he's just kind of the opposite side. 
Like there's a lot of guys that need to fill those three spots. And so I think Jazeer Taylor, Dean Leonard, Mark Webb, those three guys, I I think, but then you also got Keeman Hall, Tavon Campbell. Like there's so so many of these corners are going to get picked up somewhere else. Not enough roster spots for a lot of guys that are battling for these type of positions. No, no. Um, predictions. So let's go through them. Uh, Zion with two pancakes today. Pancakes honestly sound great right now. They do. They do. Um, Richie Lloyd comes in with the this game in week 17 is going to be a preview of the Super Bowl. Jake, imagine an L.A. L.A. Super Bowl. Ah, that would be so fun. The national media would hate it. People around the country would hate it. Oh, I guarantee you, it. they would hate. We would it. love it. It would be the we best. would love it. It would be the best come up. We story. would love it, but the national media would hate it. Solo man references fourth and Staley. Remember, get the hat at LAFB Network and go to the shop. Use the code Unleash. Get twenty five percent off. Go, go for, for it. it. Fourth down fourth inside down. the forty. <laughs> which wait wait which which forty? Hopefully not our own. <laughs> See, I, think it, I, I think it's more of a I think it's more of a like a bold prediction if it's the I think we will see it. On I mean, it's the preseason. It's the preseason. So if you're going to do something that drastic, what the hell? <laughs> East and uh, stick. The down is third and 17 and we're going to go for it inside our own 40. Our own 40 just for kicks. Let's go. Let's see what happens. Fourth and 23. Let's go for it. See if you can do it. Um, Jake. I don't think we're necessarily, I mean, okay. I asked the question. One thing that I think could be a storyline if it were to happen that we didn't talk about. If we see five field goals today, five field goals today, and we see attempts and we see, you know, two for five. That's a storyline. Like nothing gives chargers fans anxiety more than like, kicking issues is that you putting negative energy out into the world no but i'm saying well yes but i'm saying in terms of like storylines that have not been talked about that like could come out of left field and be like ah crap if we see dustin hopkins just shank three of five field goals today i guarantee you tonight tomorrow morning everyone's gonna be talking about like crap here you go again with the kickers well i don't think it'll happen I know. Who are you right now? Why, why would you even put that out into the world? I'm just helping folks prepare you, for the unexpected. Me, and no other Chargers fan ever wants to have to talk about a kicking situation. <laughs> ever again. Solo Man asks, what is your red zone percentage prediction today? Okay, Offensive defense. Let's go both. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Okay, so... Offense last year in the red zone, as far as just putting up overall points, not necessarily touchdowns, the Chargers weren't bad at that. So, again, we're not talking about Justin Herbert at the helm now. So what's what's that going to mean? Um, still, you're going up against pretty damn deep defense, regardless even if their starters aren't going to be playing. So you know what, Dan? Let's just say they make – let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say they make four trips inside the red zone. Humming. I'll, I'll say they I'll say they get two touchdowns and two field goals. Four for four. Yeah, I say I'll still say they'll go four for four, okay. but that that'll be their scoring split. What about defense? I think defense well, is going to ball out today. I can't they, wait to see this defense. They could. They could. Oh. 
I would love to see him take the Rams one for three if they end up getting <laughs> into the red zone. But I, I highly Jake doubt that. used to be Chargers homer. We're talking about <laughs> preseason, guys. Yeah, let's not forget that. We're just... <laughs> look, any, anybody that can correctly wager on preseason games... I was just thinking that. You and I need to talk. Whoever bets on preseason games, I'm like, that is bold. Like, it's, it's, it's bold, and if you win, it's even better because I need to talk to you then. 100%. Uh, this has been a fun one, guys. Uh, for folks watching, tuning in, be sure to like, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Again, go hit the giveaway on Twitter. For Isaiah Spiller just had his 20 for his birthday. We're giving away a signed mini helmet. Um, Jake, we've got a ton, and I, I, this is no hyperbole, a ton no, of giveaways coming up after this one all across the season from uh, now till sure well, it, it may end up yeah it may end up <laughs> extending past september so yes. if you if you enter for this isaiah spiller giveaway again the giveaway will fit conclude on tuesday and we'll announce our winner for that um do not feel distraught if you are not a winner for it because just like the mike williams signed mini helmet there are a plenty of other giveaway items that we have that we're probably going to drop at some point next week when this giveaway completes. So make sure you keep eyes peeled for it. Make sure you enter and follow the rules accordingly. Um, have a lot of great uh, I, uh, items for you guys to give out. Yes. Um, shout out to Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. They've got a few signings coming up. Mike Williams has a signing. Keenan Allen has a signing. Uh, for questions or if you'd like more information on where you can get your memorabilia signed, uh, send us a DM. Um, we will happily put you in contact with them to get things moving. Uh, Jake. Denver Henderson wants you to pay the bills. I already we've paid al- the bills. We've already paid the bills. I already paid the bills. Our friends over at Bet Online <laughs> use the code Believe Fifty. We've <laughs> we've done our job. Uh, Jake, anything else we want to tell the good friends of Chargers Unleashed before we get ready to start drinking either non-alcoholic or alcoholic beverages? Whatever Chargers your week. Chargers got football today. I'm so Whatever excited. Whatever your preference, football does not discriminate between alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages. Oh. That's a fact. So yes. I'm just happy that we can sit on our couch in front of a television that has Chargers football on it once again. Let's Yoda go. brother, the director, comes in As with the hammer. Talking about alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Stay frosty. The frostiest Bolt brothers on the web. Bolt up, bros. Chargers football tonight. I'm shaking. We're all shaking. The director cannot wait to see you out at Chargers camp. Chargers camp. Out at Chargers game this season. I know you're going to be there. We'll be there together. I got your back. Uh, For folks who have not seen, which I'm pretty sure everyone knows who the director is. But if you don't, go follow the director on YouTube. What have you been doing with your life? He He gives us absolute fire content all day long. Shout out the director. Uh, football is back, Jake. Richie Lloyd, Chargers football is back, baby. Can't wait for the live show. I believe, or I think the director does like live streams yes. during the games. Yes. If you're wanting some more fun, go check it out. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a fun one. So much to look forward to for this game. Again, hit the like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Do your thing, guys. Thank you so much for all of your love and support throughout this entire process. Training camp has been fun. We will be out at training camp again next week. And we'll be at FanFest. We'll have some more coverage for you guys. So don't worry about that. But until next time, you can find Jake Hefner on Twitter with his Manscaped t-shirt. Won't find that on Twitter. At Jake D. Hefner. Myself, you can find with a fourth and daily hat. Either in the stands today at SoFi or on Twitter at Dan W. Sports. 
Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy this time. Chargers football is back. Bolt fan, we got this. Fourth and Staley, let's ride. Jake, I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's go watch some football. Ah, Football is back, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.